1: How about we keep the government shut down until 2020? Yeah, Nancy Pelosi is now your Speaker of the House, something millions of people would hoped they'd never see again. But elections do have consequences, and her party did win fair and square. Kind of scary to think we have to listen to her for two more years. But you know what's even scarier? Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez is a member of the U.S. House of Representatives officially. She's either not very smart or a little bit insane, probably a little bit of both. She's the youngest member of Congress from New York. She has big plans. Are you ready for the New Green Deal? That's what she's got with her. It's one of those deals that makes a government shutdown seem like a really, really good idea. Now, she would create a select committee on the Green Deal. That's scary enough. And here's what you will get. This is a quote from the uh, from the Program here. The Select Committee shall have authority to develop a detailed national industrial economic mobilization plan for the transition of the United States economy to become greenhouse gra- gas neutral and to significantly draw down greenhouse gases from the atmosphere and oceans to promote economic and environmental justice and equality. That's always scary, promoting environmental justice and equality. There will be a guaranteed job for everybody. And her plan will virtually, are you ready for this, eliminate poverty. Now, this is a 28-year-old woman from the Bronx who is excited about being able to control just about every single facet of your life now that she's a congresswoman. So as I said, let's just hope the government shutdown lasts for, I don't know, maybe another two years. Just stay wherever you are. Stay shut down. Just leave us alone. Now, we're not going to talk about the shutdown or Nancy Pelosi when we come back. We're going to talk about the stinking media with one of my favorite columnists, um, a guy from New York who covers sports media, but just media in general. He's a madman. And I think you'll enjoy what he has to say about lots of things, Uh, some of it pertaining to sports, some not. His name, well, I'll tell you his name when we come back. So uh, just stick around here on the John Stagerwald Show, AM 1250, The Answer.
2: All right, so you're up for PatriotMobile.com. Patriot Mobile wants to know, what's your New Year's resolution? Why not find a better fit for your values? Big Mobile funds the big left. Donates to causes like Planned Parenthood. Patriot Mobile does just the opposite. They donate to conservative causes every time you pay your bill. Wouldn't you rather fund pro-life, religious freedom, and Second Amendment right groups with every call you make? It's easier to switch to Patriot Mobile. Most people save money, and they know that their hard-earned dollars are working to make America great again. Bring your own phone, keep your own phone number, buy a new phone, whatever it takes. Now is the time. Make a New Year's resolution to stop spending money with companies that contradict your values. Plus, visit them online at patriotmobile.com forward slash you to get your activation fee waived. Or mention Hugh when you call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Make a New Year's resolution today. Join the revolution. patriotmobile.com forward slash you. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Mention Hugh. Get the activation fee waived. Switch to Patriot Mobile
3: today. Losing business to online companies? Competitors using social media to rob you of sales? Is your current website five years behind the times or even one? Contact us at Salem Surround, digital marketing that surrounds potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase bottom line. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers. Is your business taking full advantage of digital communication to reach more people? Are your competitors ahead of you? Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com, surroundpittsburgh.com, connecting you With new customers.
4: The Original Mattress Factory's mission is simple. We hand build quality mattresses in our local factories. We sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman, saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands. While the other guys have their gimmicks, the Original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to originalmattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself
5: great beds no bull that is the original mattress factory difference quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value mattresses that are designed with better materials mattresses that are hand-built in local factories mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands now i know what you're thinking this all sounds too good to be true right well it isn't stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at originalmattress.com to see the omf difference for yourself the original mattress factory thoughtfully made honestly priced
6: At the CMA Foundation, we believe every child should have the access and opportunity to participate in quality music programs. Music education isn't just important if you're going to make it your career. It helps boost student engagement and achievement across all academic subjects and helps children develop the abilities that set them up for lifelong success. Music has always been a huge part of my life. When I started taking clarinet lessons in sixth grade band, a whole world was open to me. I learned how to read music and play multiple instruments. From there, I sang in choir and learned about melodies and harmonies and chords and how to string them together to make this beautiful thing called music. The music education that I received as a student set me up for success as an adult, not just in my career, but in my life. Music is transformative, and I want to ensure that it's never silenced. Learn how you can help support music education at itstartswithme.org.
0: Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250,
1: The Answer. We spent a lot of time here talking about the media, and today I got lucky. I was able to line up one of my favorite observers of the media, Phil Mushnick of the New York Post. He's been writing a column there for 37 years, and he's been known to get people riled up a little bit, mostly... By writing truths that make people uncomfortable. Okay, Phil, thanks for being here. All right, John, thank you. So, uh, before I get to some other stuff, I wanted to talk to you about the big story here is the Steelers, um, yeah. and, and they're being called a laughing stock, and it's kind of a lot of the talk here in town is about. The image of the team that's now being uh, what's, how they're being portrayed around the country. I'm just wondering if this story with Antonio Brown and the Steelers collapse and everything that's going on here is it on the radar at all up there in New York?
7: Oh sure, oh sure. But I mean, but the problem with it is that Brown is is being given a at least a modicum of credibility as if he's got a point to make, <laughs> which which is which is absurd. I mean, this guy, you know. His behavior in the last two weeks should come as no shock to anyone in Pittsburgh.
1: No, it hasn't, actually.
7: So, I mean, and that he would call Clark uh, yesterday, was it, an Uncle Tom? Yeah. Where is everyone to shout that down? Yeah, that's... Why, for speaking the truth? For speaking the truth, he should be racially denigrated?
1: That's that's the question, that, and that's the the column that caught my eye, and one of the reasons I, I called you to be on the show, uh, the column you wrote about LeBron James... Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting to me because I wrote a column like uh, uh, a week ago, similar to what and said money the same things you did. And um, what what strikes me about it and what annoys me about it is LeBron James makes idiotic statements. That's that's okay. He's a basketball player.
7: No, he, he's entitled.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but the media nod in agreement, and and it's kind of the same thing as you're talking about here with Antonio Brown uh, calling out uh, another Modern player as an media, uncle Tom. You see.
7: John, it, 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 it's easy for me. I'm not a racist. I was I was I was raised in a in a in a home that that uh, put a, a premium, a constant premium on, on equality, and was told that you can't achieve equality through inequality. So I and and I live my life as, as a very fair-minded person on race matters, <clears throat> and therefore I'm not afraid of being called a racist.
1: And you are, I should point out, because uh, you've you're called that a lot, and I have been too, so I, I know where you you're know, coming I, from.
7: I mean, let's put it this way. I, I began to wake up to this oh, decades ago uh, when I wrote that Mark Gastineau from the Jets was an unconditional show-off. you know, He didn't care what, what his team was doing, how, whether they we're winning or losing. He'd make a sack and do this dance of self-aggrandizement. Mm-hmm. But what a fool he was. It was met with no opposition and, 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 and almost universal agreement. But when I wrote the same about Deion Sanders, I became a racist. How, how does that work?
1: Oh, I know. That, it it's, it's out there. And that, Who does, and that, does that
7: help? Who does it help? Yeah, and... Who does it help? Well... I mean, what does it say? We, 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 you can't hold certain people up to the same standard as others? That's, that's not... That's, that's, that's racist
1: right but and and how common is that though uh, that
7: like uh, it's it's so common that that we see it every day I mean I, I, the first time I voted for Barack Obama and I thought of, of all people he, he would straighten out backwards looking backwards pointed black America on on certain value systems was was I wrong I thought for example that he would you know, with all these rappers singing all this N-worded, women-objectifying, just vulgar stuff, and, and that he would stand up, especially as the father of two daughters. Right. He would stand up and say, this. instead, he embraced it. Mm-hmm. How could he? I mean, if I sat with him and said, Mr. President, you like such-and-such such lyrics, Jay-Z, Snoop Dogg, I want you to read them aloud. He couldn't do that.
1: No no chance he
7: wouldn't wouldn't dare do that so why is he embracing why isn't he speaking out against it where where does it take them i mean i I wrote in that column john about lebron i mean i was on vacation and i I was having coffee in in a coffee shop with and i sat with this uh uh middle-aged black woman from baltimore middle school teacher assistant principal actually and um we started talking about, I told her of sports right? We started talking about um, you know Baltimore sports ball. And um, she told me that she was a middle school teacher in an all-black uh, school, and she's beside herself because she cannot get the 12-year-old boys from reflexively calling one another the N-word and trashing the 12-year-old girls as these sexually explicit, gutterized figures. And it, she was, she's heartbroken by it. Her parents were civil rights workers. And, and look what they're taking these kids. Why? And if you stand up and say anything, you, you know, you risk being called a racist. It's pure illogical fright. We're, we're frightened. Black and white media are frightened of the dangerously powerful who are fueled by the dangerously intelligent because they're race hustlers.
1: Right. I'm I I um I'm glad you brought this up because I want to. There's a story here from Deadspin.
7: I was for a short answer.
1: Oh, I liked it. I liked it <laughs> here here's what you wrote uh, a few weeks ago after a Michigan Michigan State uh, game and what happened. To the, many people are right. aware that what happened before the game, and then I'm going to give you what Deadspin said about what you wrote. Oh, I
7: don't care what Deadspin. Go ahead. Yeah, I no, uh, yeah.
1: ESPN's. This is you writing.
7: ESPN wrote that. Uh, Vince Scully's an angry old white man. They yeah. dismissed him because he was against the, the, the flag kneeling. Come on, right.
1: Yeah, ESPN's oh. demolitionists went to work Saturday afternoon when its college football studio aired footage of a pregame Michigan-Michigan State turf war that resembled a prison yard riot on the on the uh, boil prior to that st- prior to the start of the sanctioned turf war between hate fueled adult guided student athletes. When the group hassle ended, Michigan linebacker Devin Bush ripped free of his teammates' restraints and, like a crazed escaped beast. Ran onto the field, Michigan State logo to tear and scrape at it with his cleats. Now this is what um, somebody named and, and Laura ESPN, and,
7: and I believe the, the kicker was that the ESPN guys were laughing at. Yes, that's, that's, he hey, that, that's great.
1: And that was your point that you know instead yeah. of saying this is ridiculous, they think it's funny. So this is what this is well, what uh, they
7: Laura don't really think it's funny. I think they feel compelled to say A- it's funny. Absolutely.
1: So, but here's what Laura Wagner had to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um, It took me a few readings to even figure out what exactly Amushnik was so riled up about. Michigan-Michigan State game that included some jawing between the players. He's mad about kids these days. He's mad about Hurricane Florence. He's mad that ESPN uses graphics that are too colorful because he can't understand them. But most of all, he's mad because he's a hateful... Prejudiced hack, who this is somebody who's been writing for about twenty minutes. Uh, a red, red calling you a hack, prejudiced hack who probably feels aggrieved that he can't say the n word out in the open anymore. And con- <laughs> did
7: you did you know that she wrote this? I heard it. I heard it. I, but yeah. This is the first time I, I, I've, I've. I thought you might enjoy it. I, 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 I. You know. I, I'm used to this.
1: Yeah, I know you're used
7: are. to this. I mean, I wrote that. I wrote that uh, about Adrian Peterson playing after his son was murdered. How. Oh God! It would have taken the breath. I couldn't. If my son were murdered, I'd be yeah. staggered. I'd be. And they wrote that was racist.
1: What was what was racist about that?
7: I, there's nothing. And by the way, during this hassle with Michigan State, um, I didn't. The players had their helmets on. I didn't know it was white. I didn't know it was black. Right. I I just know it looked like a prison yard riot. And have you ever seen clips of a prison yard riot? It looked like a prison yard riot. Yeah. And, you know. A, this is, this is, you know, like bad has become good, worse has become better. Rather than tell the truth, look where our sports are headed. I mean, we can't even get, we can't, we're, nationally we're losing rec league, high school league, uh, junior high school league, but referees, because they can't stand the parents, they can't stand the abuse, they can't stand the behavior of the kids. Because everybody, you know, essentially everybody who's a parent now grew up in that ESPN generation where it's all like pound your chest, flip your bat, all that stuff. I mean, there's a price to pay for this. This isn't some old white guy. It's, you know, there's a price to pay for it. Look around.
1: Yeah. I think I, think I noticed you, you wrote a piece about bat flipping, didn't you? About the, Isn't there a video out there celebrating well, we bat got, flipping? We've
7: got Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, saying, yeah, this is great. This is how we, we, we should um, embrace children. No, you embrace children by putting games on at a proper time for them to see it. Right. And um, make them affordable for kids to see it. And you don't say, well, you're going to love the sport, because you can use this team sport to be an abject show-off. You don't have to run to first base. So What if the ball bounces off the wall? You should stand there and pose. You should flip your bat. You should, you should denigrate your opponents. You should denigrate the game. Just show total, res- total respect for yourself, You know, inflated respect for yourself. What is this about? When did immodesty become a good thing? You look at the promotions, the promos for the NFL on, on all the networks. They don't show football anymore. They show guys pounding their chest flexing their arms, kissing themselves.
1: Playing playing hide-and-seek after a touchdown we have here oh, in Pittsburgh with and, well, Antonio is, Brown.
7: But this is what uh, Goodell gave us. He said he said he could go ahead with it. He, he calls these celebrations now that are more practiced than plays in a hurry-up offense. He, he calls these uh, the demonstrations of, quote-unquote, natural enthusiasm. Maloney. Right, right.
1: Choreographed,
7: yeah. Of course! And and it's to me. But then, we're, but then again, where are the coaches? Right. Well, where are the coaches? Everyone's pandering. No, nope. you know, everybody. Uh, well, he's a player's coach. What does that mean now? He'll let them pee all over him. Right. That's what it
1: <laughs> and also it also is. I think the coaches are afraid of uh, they. They're not I don't know if it's afraid, but they they feel like well, this is the culture, and I got to live with it. I, I'm an yeah, old guy, look, and I can't look, expect.
7: But it. Is Antonio Brown undermining his African American head coach?
1: No, no question.
7: Yeah. So, what is the pandering that Tomlin... and Tomlin's let that team get away with murder for years? The way that it behaves on the field. I mean, that Cincinnati. Steelers uh, playoff game yeah. two years ago. I mean, the Steelers were this close to be even worse than the Bengals. But the Bengals out, out. You know, they were they were more intolerable than the Steelers, who were pretty intolerable that day. Yeah, the playoff game.
1: Yep. Yeah. Hey, Phil. Uh, I wrote. I, I wrote a story. I had. A, I got a story. Kind of stumbled into it about Joey Porter, assistant coach. His son and I oh, believe.
7: Yeah, he was thrown out of a high school game, right?
1: Yeah. How did you hear about that? I'm a reporter, pal. Okay. With,
7: with connections in Western PA and Waynesburg University. That's
1: right. You went to Waynesburg. I was going to get to that, That's but right. but here's the That's- thing. I I the, the way things have changed. I wrote that story, and I was a, I was the only guy who had it, and I I'm not bragging about it because I kind of stumbled into it. Somebody I knew uh, was aware of what was going on, and uh, it was a completely impeccable source. And I also, um, uh, was I, also. by the way, it was also true, right, John? No, no question, it was true. <laughs> but here's the thing.
7: In addition to being well-sourced, it was also true.
1: And the media That's here good. in Pittsburgh, basically ignored it most some of the guys on the talk show hosts made fun of me for because I, they thought I had a bone to pick with with Joey Porter for some reason who I didn't I, I actually had him on the show a few times with me and when I did TV and I got along fine with him
7: he's already gotten in trouble in some social hassles had he not
1: no question he got shot yeah. in the ass yeah.
7: <laughs> you got, but
1: but no but here, let and me tell you what happened you
7: though. the he's charging up the sidelines in a playoff game
1: yeah yeah and this is the thing this is what this is how both. things have changed. So Art Rooney II is asked about this story, and he says, ah, that's just they were anonymous sources. We don't pay much attention to that. The only problem mm-hmm. was I had mentioned the police force. I didn't mention the name of the cop, but the uh, the police department that had told me that they had an issue with Porter, that was in the story. All he would have to do was pick up the phone and call and say, hey, I got a story here about one of my guys. Did you guys have Good a job? problem? Never called him. I
7: read it. I read yeah. that story. Yep, never. Like, you know, I, I still have it on my my to do pile.
1: Yeah, well, but but they never. The, the, in the past, the Steelers have always been good at getting guys out of trouble. Every team has in every city. Yeah, but they, but once it became public, there would be an issue about it. He just laughed it off, and so that and they wonder why they have issues now with um, uh, with. Um, uh antonio brown hey listen wasn't I, I,
4: mike
7: wasn't like tomlin at that high school game yes he was
1: the, he was at some of them uh, uh he was at yeah he was, he was there with him yeah
7: i mean uh, listen i w- would have had to issue a, a public mayor culpa. what happened here we're, we're we're ashamed of it was disgraceful It was inexcusable because my kid didn't play in the game
1: and the and the school was is dan rooney's alma mater Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I got a couple minutes left here. I just want to ask you, um, you know, just how do you feel about um, just how sports are covered now compared to when you started way back in the early 80s? Just the difference in in how sports are covered in general.
7: Writing, I think writing has become a a law. Guys, and and at that time, uh, increasingly, gals were hired for uh, a. for so so their ability to create literature and to provoke some thought and to you know just to, to have some skill and, and and now it's just it's just uh trade this guy yeah fire him trade him maybe that that's a new york kind of thing but it's it, there's no literature there's no grammar there's no there's no cleverness to it t v is all pandering i mean I hate to keep bringing up the racial thing, but, but the people I know in television who cover golf, and that's a lot of them, they can't stand Tiger Woods. They, they recognize what I recognize He's the greatest golfer in the world, but they want to leave it there. They don't want to write that he's the greatest. They don't want to report that he's the greatest human, the greatest father, the, the greatest husband, the, the greatest son on earth because he's the greatest. But they have to. Why? And then they have to overlook all the, the stuff that goes on with him, and 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 stuff that should have had him imprisoned.
1: Yeah, and uh, it, and one other thing before you go: Is it possible that, to practice that's TV? That's TV. Yeah. I'm
7: writing it. i writing it for tomorrow. Uh, um, how did How did Chris Fowler and ESPN handle the Urban Meyer thing?
3: Mm-hmm.
7: He said, "Well, he was uh, he was uh, suspended for three games at the beginning of the season." For uh, being involved, for having a you know a negative effect in a yeah. situation, situation it was a scandal,
1: right? Big one.
7: Situation. I mean, that's that's what TV is now. Was well, it possible and to, and, and to it, practice? Another thing is that TV tells you is don't believe what you see, believe what you're told.
1: Yeah. Was well, it possible to practice good journalism if you work for a rights holder?
7: Yeah. It, it, only if the rights holder says we respect our audience much more first of all if you're paying 20 billion dollars to the NFL what do you care what they think right they're going to renew you or not renew you for an extra nickel next time around so you may as well tell your audience the truth
1: yep hey hey Phil I'm out of time I really appreciate you being and here I'm out of breath yeah <laughs> I I don't think I don't believe that for a minute <laughs> <laughs> hey thanks man and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll uh give everybody at Waynesburg the good word for you.
7: Fiat
1: Lux. Fiat Lux. All right, man. Thanks. Bye-bye. See ya. That is Phil Mushnick of the New York Post, and he's a wild man, and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Democrats take control of the House of Representatives and elect Nancy Pelosi as Speaker. Pelosi notes the challenges of facing an nearly divided Congress. We
4: have no illusions that our work will be easy. And that all of us in this chamber will always agree. But let each of us pledge that when we disagree, we respect each other
8: and we respect the truth.
1: At an impromptu press briefing at the White House in the last half hour, President Trump congratulated Speaker Pelosi. Uh,
8: hopefully we're going to work together and we're going to get lots of things done like infrastructure and so much more. I know they want to do that very badly. So do I. So hopefully we're going to have a lot
0: of things that we can get done together.
1: Mr. Trump also reiterated his support for a southern border wall. Another bad day on Wall Street as the Dow plunged 660 points, the NASDAQ dropped 202. This is SRN News. I'm Jay Farner,
9: CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher mortgage payments. At Quicken Loans, we've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates so you can buy a home with certainty. Another way we can save you money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records, racial approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply.
0: Q Hewitt tells you
2: what you won't hear from the mainstream media. Look at what Donald Trump has accomplished in the last two years. Not only two Supreme Court appointments, the massive tax cut. And now you've got the prison reform bill, which has got, you know, liberals jumping up and down there happy. The substantive achievements in 17 to 18 uh, are among the most significant of any two years of the post war era. The Hugh Hewitt Show,
0: weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, on AM 1250. The answer.
4: Are you ready
6: for less of this? And more of this? Transitioning to retirement might not be as easy as you think, but Beth Andrews can guide you through the uncertainty. Join her every Saturday morning at 7 for the Net Worth Financial Hour. Beth shares strategies to handle the financial hurdles facing today's retirees. Get the answers
4: you've been looking for
6: to retire confidently. It's the Net Worth Financial Hour, Saturdays at 7 on AM 1250, The Answer.
9: Another way we can save you money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Based on Rocket Mortgage data in comparison to public data records, racial approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply.
4: Healthy pets, healthy people focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host, Dr. Edmund Sorkowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday live. From nine to ten in the morning on twelve fifty a.m. The Answer, giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet, and being healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, learn, be well.
0: Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
4: Parkway East still seeing delays on the outbound side from Boulevard of the Allies to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Also outbound a crash off to the shoulder at Monroeville. That's the exit for 48. Inbound side of the Parkway East, your slow Edgewood Swiss Vale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. And from 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West, heavy outbound. Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie. Outbound 51, slowing down Nobles Lane to Library Road. Parkway North, volume outbound from McKnight Road to Union Avenue. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson.
0: AM 1250, the answer, weather.
4: Partly cloudy for tonight,
6: going down to a low of 29 degrees. Tomorrow, some sunshine early, then becoming cloudy. It'll be milder with a high tomorrow of 46. Occasional rain tomorrow night, low 34 for Saturday. A bit of rain early east of downtown Pittsburgh. Clouds will then be breaking for some sunshine, still mild Saturday, 47 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Nittle on AM 1250, the answer.
0: The John Steigerwald Show, AM 1250, The
1: Answer. Well, imagine being a man and then being convinced that you're really a woman living in a man's body and then living as a woman for 10 years before realizing you made a big mistake and going back to being a man. That's uh, what Walt Heyer did. He's written a book, actually several books, but the most recent one is called Trans Life Survivors, and Walt joins us now. Thanks for being here, Walt.
8: Hey, my pleasure. Great to be on.
1: So, based on the title of the book, um, should I assume that you consider yourself a trans life survivor? Is that the right word, survivor?
8: Yeah, it uh, you made it because so many of them end up committing suicide and never uh, living through it.
1: So it, you, it is something that you know you you've survived and you're back to being. You were uh, convinced that you should become a woman. What made you? What was the what was it that drove you to make the change in the first place? Do, or do you know even know that?
8: Yeah, yeah, that's what the book is really about. It's, it, it has 30 stories in there, and a the large number of them were sexually, physically, or emotionally abused as a young child. I was sexually abused before I was 10 years old. That is a typical kind of, I'd say, 50% of the population that I work with have been uh, abused in some way, and being coming a transgender is a way to erase the past that was so painful to them. And so identifying as a different person is nothing more than an escape from um, who they were that was abused.
1: But uh, that is not what, you don't hear that narrative very much coming from the people who are, um, I don't know if promoting is the right word, but but speaking about or uh, defending, I don't know what the word I should use here, but uh, transgenderism, you don't get that. That—that right. It's actually, I think you'd be considered, you wouldn't be because you've gone through it, but I would be considered transphobic if I said, oh, this is just, uh, they're just looking for an escape. That's not really, they don't really, it's not really a woman trapped inside a man's body.
8: Yeah, well, the, you know, the people who don't like to hear the truth people who can't stand the truth. The truth is that nobody's born transgender. It's a early childhood developmental problem, um, and there are many different ways people end up thinking that they're someone uh, that they aren't, and uh, they're being diagnosed with gender dysphoria at record numbers. In fact, I would say that many of the people who do the diagnosing of gender dysphoria could probably diagnose a rock with gender dysphoria because everything they see has gender dysphoria when, in fact, uh, for a large portion of the people, probably up to 80% of them, they don't have gender dysphoria. They have what we call comorbid disorders, dissociative disorder, um, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, body dysmorphia, and many other disorders that are never properly addressed. They just automatically diagnose them with gender dysphoria, give them hormones and tell them to get uh, their body remanufactured by a surgeon who's going to make a million dollars a year, carving you up like you're a little piece
7: of sushi.
1: Wow, that's uh, some strong stuff coming from you there. And again, let's make sure everybody understands that uh, you um, are not somebody who's speaking of this without personal experience. You went through this. Um, and why did yes, you... Yes, and I... Go ahead.
8: Dor- I just saying. and I've worked with hundreds of people who write me, every single day and say, can you help me detransition from all over the world? Uh, uh, People are not happy. Usually the regret period sets in between five and 15 years after having the surgery. It it notably doesn't happen immediately. It's only after they wake up and realize that um, they can't really change from one gender to the other, that it's all a charade, um, sort of like living Halloween every day.
1: Well, you know, it, it, I think that there was a time. I'm sure I can remember. Well, there was a time when you heard that somebody was going through a sex change operation. You, you, it would almost was be considered a tragedy that it's just, you know it's a shame that someone is that uh, mentally uh, disturbed that they would think that they'd have to do that. But it's it's becoming. I don't know what the number I would put on it would be, but it's been fairly recently in recent years that it's become celebrated and almost encouraged. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, that's a total, totally different atmosphere that exists for someone who might be having these thoughts. It's not just something like, boy, I better really think about this for a long time. It's, hey, go ahead and do it. It's wonderful. And the media are telling yeah. you it's wonderful, and uh, it isn't so wonderful, I guess.
8: Well, no. I mean, anytime you have a group of people who are attempting suicide at a rate above 40% for this population, you can tell that it's not wonderful. People who are happy with their lives are not out there trying to commit suicide to end it. And people after changing genders are still attempting suicide at record rates, 19 times more likely to attempt or commit suicide after changing genders. Uh, And so people who don't change genders uh, seem to be fairly happy with their life but the people who undergo this process or are convinced by some doctor they have gender dysphoria um, end up attempting suicide because the distress that they're suffering after changing genders is just unbelievable. And I was one who attempted suicide.
1: You you attempted suicide? Yes. Uh, we're talking to Walt Heyer. He's written a book called Trans Life Survivor. Um, you know, just uh, in the last few weeks, um, I saw... Uh, A a clip from uh, it wasn't Good Morning America, they have a show on this after Good Morning America and it was and it wasn't a transgender issue but it was an 11 year old boy who was um, being celebrated everywhere and they were just thought it was wonderful on on this show on ABC he is a a drag queen and uh, he goes to clubs and men throw dollar bills at him as he sexually struts around as a as a woman, even though he's an 11-year-old boy, and instead of people being, like, shocked about that or thinking it was sad, they were they were thrilled for the kid, thinking it was wonderful that he found himself and that nobody's making fun of him, and it's just wonderful.
8: Yeah, and that it, total insanity. And when this kid commits suicide or has some horrible life uh, issues 10 or 15 years from now, the people who are celebrating will turn their back on him and let him uh, fail in life, Uh, they're going to use him any way they can now because it's fun for them and it promotes their agenda. But it is sickening, it's child abuse, and we should be appalled by such activity.
1: Also, um, I think feeds into people's desire to show how open-minded and wonderful they are and how accepting they are. absolutely
8: right. Yes. Yeah, that makes them seem like They're much more informed than the rest of us because they're allowing such behavior. It's nonsense.
1: And much more sensitive and open-minded and all that stuff. Exactly. Can you put a percentage on the number of people who are what are called trans regretters like you?
8: Well, uh, the UK put it at uh, 20%, and then the suicide attempt rate at 40%. So if you put the two together... That's 60%. Uh, The studies show that they can't even find 90% of the people to even survey because they've either detransitioned or died. So uh, the numbers are pretty big out there. Uh, The the other side wants to tell you that they're a very small number of people. Uh, That's not true at all. And so uh, the number is quite large. Probably uh, the regretters that in terms of numbers are, are huge. And keep in mind, my website, which is just one, I'm just one little guy, probably I get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people contacting me, and I probably see less than 1% of the people who are suffering
1: from regret. And what is your website, Walt?
8: SexChangeRegret.com.
1: Okay, that tells the story pretty well there. Um, When did you realize that you had made a mistake?
8: Well, I was studying uh, psychology at UC Santa Cruz and started cracking open the books there and started seeing stories about people who identified as transgender. And the first one had a disorder called separation anxiety. The boy had actually taken on his mom's identity because she had passed away. And he took on her identity as a way to not feel as though she was gone. He could feel like he was still close to her even though she was deceased by taking on her identity. Now that is a pretty serious psychological disorder. And then I began to look and see that <clears throat> body dysmorphia, dissociative disorder, schizophrenia, and other disorders are also uh, play a major role in the people who identify as transgender who never get properly diagnosed and never properly treated. And that in itself, is why the people are attempting suicide at such high rates is we're not providing effective, sound, accurate treatment uh, for their disorders.
1: Did you have the surgery? Yes, unfortunately. And so how, how do you reverse? I mean, you're, you're back to living as a man. How do you reverse you're, that?
8: You, you, you do as much as you can. And, um, you know, I've been, I'm married now. I've been married for over 21 years. I've been detransitioned back for over 25. Many of the people who I work with uh, detransition and get married, and uh, one of the persons in the book, uh, Billy, in the book talks about uh, his life now. So uh, there is redemption and restoration, and um, you have to come to that point where you realize you've been tricked and fooled into thinking that um, the the surgeons can change you. But they're making a ton of money. Uh-huh. I mean, this is a yeah. money-making machine.
1: But uh, just try to uh, – I, I, when you make the transition from a man to a woman and you you have the, the surgery, you still have to um, exist as a woman and pass, if that's the right word, as a woman. Did you have right. – was it an act for you to become more effeminate and, and to be more uh, womanly? Or did you just act the same way you always did except you just looked differently?
8: Well, I think you you can put on the the dog, as they say, and, and make it look as though I was very convincing. I worked for the federal government, for FDIC. I worked for the Postal Service. I had a successful career as a female, Laura Jensen, in San Francisco. But um, that doesn't make it real. The fact that you pass and have all the um, the trappings of looking like you're different that doesn't actually make you different. That's just part of the delusion that you go through to think you're different
1: and how has the transgender community reacted to your books and your website and everything that you're doing now oh they love me to death (laughs) Uh, sure they do
8: yeah i'm 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 one of their heroes
1: yeah no seriously what what are they how much grief do they give you
8: well uh, you know whatever grief they give me um you know, uh, I don't worry about it. I, I I really don't pay any attention to it. I have people who screen my email so that I don't have to pay any attention to the nonsense. I had somebody writing me for four years telling me that I was a nutcase. I didn't know what I was talking about, that I was never a transgender. And then a little over a year ago, he wrote me and he says, I'm the guy that's been writing you about shutting down your website. He says, can you help me detransition? This stuff is crazy. <laughs>
1: What do you? What did you think about the glamorization and the exaltation of Bruce Jenner?
8: Well, it's <laughs> oh my gosh! The guy walks like a truck driver. I mean, uh, <laughs> he is, was a decathlete,
1: Walt. That, that's a, you know, it's
8: pathetic. I mean, what's what's more pathetic is that people look at him and then put him on the cover of a woman's magazine. Uh. Now, if a woman. If a woman is nothing more than a man with reorganized genitalia and hormones, then women are the ones who should be totally insulted by the fact that they have reduced women to nothing more than a man with rearranged genitalia and hormones in them.
1: Wow. But um, do you would, would you get the impression just from seeing Bruce Jenner that he might be a guy, who, uh, and you would never know, I guess, that might be a regretter?
8: Oh, absolutely. He even mentioned uh, having regret during his uh, Sawyer interview. If you look at it, he said he paced the floor one night contemplating suicide most all night long. Uh, there's still reports today that he still has uh, feelings of regret from time to time. But he's so deeply entrenched in this, I don't think there's any way for him out, uh, to get out of it. He's you know, He's got a website, he's promoted, he's become celeb star he's yeah. you know he's a multi-millionaire um he's a poster child so, oh absolutely yeah and so i think he's so deep in uh, even if he had regret he would just fear for his life to try to say that he has regret and come back out
1: i wonder how he's doing at golf because he was he was a pretty good golfer i i'm well do you think he's it, going on the it, ladies it, tees i don't know
8: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and he's, you know, he's got the pink clubs and all, so he's probably doing much better.
1: <laughs> hey, Walt, I appreciate you being on. Thanks. Uh, the name of the My book is uh, Trans Life Survivors. The website again is SexchangeRegret.com. Thanks, Walt. Thank you very My much. My pleasure. Okay, and Goodbye. we will be right back.
5: Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way. Gold is a better way.com. Imagine doing business with a company that seeks to add massive value before asking for your business. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the co-owner of Advantage Gold and the author of the now national best-selling book Gold is a Better Way. This book may not be for you, but if you're like most people, you'll be blown away when you learn why gold is set to soar over $10,000. And as a bonus for hitting the bestsellers list, I've been gifted 250 copies from my publisher. If you have an IRA or 401k with over $100,000, I want to send you a copy of the national bestselling book. You can buy it on Amazon or go to Barnes & Noble or be among the first 250 people to reply. Just text the word bestseller to 49776. That's bestseller to 49776 to claim your free national bestselling book now. That's the word bestseller to 49776. We promise to add massive value before ever asking for your business. Just text the word bestseller to 49776.
6: If your advisor or insurance rep is recommending an annuity or if you're considering purchasing any retirement product, you should always get a second opinion. Make sure your decision's appropriate and cost-effective for your personal retirement situation. Call the Synergy Group before you move your 401k, IRA, or any other retirement account into an annuity or any financial product. Synergy Group has been helping Pittsburghers with hometown advice and services for 30 years. Don't just make a move. Be sure the annuity you're considering is a good move for you. Get a professional second opinion from Synergy Group, the local retirement professionals. Synergy Group, 800-321-7963. That's 800-321-7963. 800-321-SYNERGY investment advisory services offered through global financial private capital llc securities offered through gf investment services llc member finra sipc are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair if you haven't called windows or us you just might 20- dollars. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement
4: company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit Pittsburgh.com. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now, not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night?
0: This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer.
1: Got a few minutes left here. Uh, I thought that guy was really interesting. Um, If you just missed it, I mean, he... uh, he, This is a guy who is a guy now and was a guy before and became a woman and decided to go back to being a man. That's got to be kind of a strange experience. Um, And... He pulled no punches there. Now, this is... And it's funny because I've never heard of this guy before. I I came across him on a website earlier today, saw that he had written a book, and I I thought it was interesting, so I got him on the show. But uh, this guy... Shouldn't this guy be, like, getting a lot of publicity for being a guy who is a guy but was a woman and now is a guy again that's a pretty interesting story for a talk show uh i don't mean a radio talk show i mean like a tv show like a the view or the one of those he's getting nothing because yeah he doesn't quite fit the narrative you know that um that uh transgenderism is a wonderful thing and it's you know we should all be thrilled for these people who uh, decide to make the make the transition and uh, he's kind of shooting holes in that isn't he so um I came across this other thing here Uh, at the University of Texas. This is all this is kind of all tied together. It's the University of Texas. And um, they they have a course there now uh, that will teaches that the masculinity is a health problem. They want to they want to. Well, they are teaching it as a health problem. So, masculinity is a mental health issue. What I should have, what I wanted to say there. University of Texas treating masculinity as a mental health issue. This is from last April, but they're still they're still doing it, and uh, they are they are going to hire someone uh, to. It's called the Masculin UT University of Texas uh, Austin. So it's UT Capital UT at the end, and. Uh, it's just making sure that men don't you know fall into the bad habits of thinking that they that men need to be um providers they're supposed to uh it, it let, let the young men in the college know that you don't have to uh be a provider that being a breadwinner is not something that you should be proud of um that's that's what sh- that's what you're dealing with and that's in the University of Texas. Now, what I always wonder when I see this stuff, this is going on at the University of Texas. And it's it's a state university. It's a it's a government-run organ, a university. And they are teaching men there that to be masculine is to have a mental health issue. And the stupidity on college campuses, and we talk about that all the time here, I don't get is... What I don't get is, where is some congressman or some politician in Texas who comes forward and says, you're teaching what at Texas? Let's prevent them from getting another nickel from anybody. But it keeps going on. It's unbelievable, and it's insane, and I'll see you tomorrow.
0: The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.